The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is making your home great. It's a special Friday night, making your home great. The Real Estate Hour with Tanya Wicker Hunt and Julie Wicker Crisco of Wicker Squared at Coldwell Banker, Howard Perry in Walston. Ladies, how are you? We're good. How are you, Dave? So far, we're yeah, good. It's nice to to have a plan for a show like mm-hmm. this because I don't know anybody who either isn't thinking about buying or isn't thinking about selling or moving or whatever. This is just is such a dynamic market. Um, and in studio, we've got Stephen Pate of Pate Home Inspections and Doug Anderson of Town Mortgage. How you doing, guys? We're doing well. Yeah, doing well. Thank you. Good. All right. I want to. I want people to be able to toot their own horns and tell what they do. But I really. But I also really want to educate folks while the two of you are here and the four of you are, are here and and talking about what you do day after day. Uh, Tanya Wicker Hunt, talk to me about how are things are. How's the market? Is it, everybody keeps saying it's it's a little slower than it might have been two months ago. Is that true? That is true. Yeah, I think people are kind of waiting to see what's going to go on with interest rates. Yeah, um, they're they're pausing a little bit. Yeah, is that the pause in the buying or the selling or both? Um, I'm kind of seeing it on both a little bit. Yeah. How about prices of homes? Are are people able to, you know, I, I know a year ago there were some crazy people just buying houses and, and picking out the coming soon ads and bidding 30000 above the, you know, or 20% or whatever over the price. Is that happening now? Not as much, no. No. Is it is that a good thing that it's not happening? Yeah, I think it was too crazy. I mean, and so we needed to kind of settle things. We couldn't continue at that pace. Is it still a good investment to buy real estate in this area? Absolutely. It's always a good investment to buy. You yeah. know, we have so many companies coming to our area. We've got Vinfast in the Moncure Mega site. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll they're starting, you know, to build there. We've got um, Apple Campus coming. Right. We've got a ton of of businesses. You know, we've got technology. We've got the medical field. Right. We're a very strong market, and we'll continue to be. Are pe- are people still flipping houses? Are people doing that? Individuals buying houses, fixing it up, and, and flipping it. Mm-hmm. I talked to a couple the other day, and they're just getting into it. They're just getting into it. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Tanya Wicker Hunt and Julie Wicker Crisco of Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker Howard Perry and Walston. I want everybody listening to pick the brains of the collected brain trust here in studio. Our number is 
919-860-9783. Let's turn to to Doug Anderson of Town Mortgage. Doug, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. How long have you been doing this? <laughs> I've been in it over 20 years. Really? Yeah. So, so what was an interest rate 20 years ago? Um, we were in the close to 10 at one point. Really? Uh, late, late 90s, uh, early 2000, we could we could see 7, 8, 9% on a regular basis. All right, move closer to that mic and sure. tell me tell me about something that you mentioned called a 2-1 buy down. Sure. I mean, it's a program that has existed but hasn't really been utilized because we haven't really needed it in the industry. Yeah. Interest rates have been artificially low for quite a while. Right. I call it COVID stimulus. Um Oh, yeah. yeah. Part of the feeding friends we've had for the last two years is because interest rate has been so low and it spurred everybody wanting to buy a bigger home or buy a home. Right. So what's happened is the interest rates have gone up like everything you are buying right now uh, from gas to groceries. Yeah. It's more expensive now. Interest rates are high. Um, Historically, they're not very high, but they're high compared to what you saw recently. Yeah. Um, and we've brought back the 2-1 buy-down, which is an industry uh, program. It's eligible for most loans, conventional, Fannie, Freddie loans, yeah. VA, and FHA and USDA loans yeah. have provided. If you work with a participating banker, what it is, is a seller can help. Um, the seller can help the buyer afford the home. Mm. And the 2-1 buy-down is basically a 2% interest rate drop that goes to a 1% interest rate drop and then on year three, you're at today's interest rates. On year three, I don't know what that means. So year three, let's say today, if you wanted to lock in a loan, loan sure. the, the interest rate would be about 6.95 to 7%, yeah. depending for a conventional 30-year fixed, depending on your situation. Right. Well, that's pretty high, and it, your payment is going to hurt. Okay. If you qualify, the 2-1 buy-down allows the seller to help you financially reduce your payment for yeah. the first two years. Okay. So year one, right after you closed, your interest rate would be 5%. Right. Year two, it'd be 6%. Mm. Year three, it'd be the 7%. So it gives you a three-year basically window or two-year window of opportunity to to have payment relief. Right. Paid for by the seller. Um, so it's a win-win. The seller sells the home. Right. You get a reduced payment right. and um, it allows you to kind of ride out the storm until interest rates settle back down. Fannie and Freddie are both predicting interest rates will drop in, back into the fours next year. Yeah. So at least temporarily, it, it's a great program. I want to know who these Fannie and Freddie are. <laughs> well, there's this, is this the federal government? Federal government, GSEs, government-sponsored ent- entities. Yeah. Um, they are the kind of the conduit that makes lending happen for conventional financing. Sure. And most financing is conventional or HUD-based, FHA or VA. It kind of all, all the money flows into the government bucket right. of money. Um, yeah, it's mine. It's money. Yeah. So it's government money. Uh, the <laughs> servicers are the banks, like my bank and the big banks out there that you bank it every day. Yeah. They service the paper, meaning they'll collect the payment for you and flow the money, you yeah. know, and to pay off the debt. Um, agencies are in, write the programs, they write the rule book, the guidelines, as we call them. They change yeah. the guidelines constantly. Yeah. Um, so the guidelines are, are emerging, and they've said they made an announcement. They saw what was going on. They saw that these interest rates were crushing or potentially crushing your payments. So they said, hey, we will allow the sellers to do this. Yeah. And it's called the 2 1 buy down. 
and they put rules around it. Specifications are you, you as a borrower have to qualify. You have to qualify for the higher rate. Right. And what it does is allow uh, seller concessions, uh, uh, seller uh, rebates to help subsidize your payment for the first two years. All right. Just to be clear, this isn't a coupon program with town mortgage. No. In no. other in other words, this is this is a regular this is other, you know, institutions do this as well. Other institutions, I, town bank or town mortgage yeah. kind of represents the general banking community. Yeah. Think the Wells Fargo's of the world, the Penny Max, the US banks of the world, the Chases. Yeah. Um, we all participate in agency-led programs and guideline programs. Right. Um, it may not apply, probably doesn't apply to your credit unions or in your community banks. Okay. Um, uh, unless they are, like like Town Bank, originating loans, you know, destined for the government-backed programs. Right. All right. So also in studio is Stephen Pate of Pate Home Inspections. I want you to tell me about crawling underneath houses and, and looking at, houses and you know when's the last time you were you were kicking the tires on a house uh today yeah today yeah tell me the crawl space is my least favorite part yeah for sure yeah why do we need to send somebody down to crawl space anyway what are you gonna find uh i always give my clients a heads up and uh tell them everything looks good so far i said but just kind of like temper those expectations i have not been in the crawl space yet those are that's the place that always hides uh all the good stuff for me i I looked at a house a year ago with my wife, and literally in the living room, there was a, a higher spot that there was some structural problem. Now, we, we didn't get to the point of having an inspector because even though there was a big lump in the living room, it sold before we left, if you understand what I mean. <laughs> I mean, somebody paid w- way too much for it. And they never walked through the house. Do you see that often? That there's something structural wrong? Um, not too often. I mean, there's going to be no matter the age of the home, there's going to be some kind of settlement and movement and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, so obviously the age of the home is going to determine whether it's a, a an issue or not an issue. Right. Their newer homes, your townhome, Chris, that I, right. that yeah, that you know that we did. Uh, uh. Depending on the age of the home, it will yeah. kind of determine how much settlement. Uh, All right, tell is, me about this townhome. So this townhome, what is, how, what's the story there? It was not pretty. It was not pretty. No, it no. Was not a good I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you. I'm sorry about this. For some reason, that microphone's not live. Um, we're gonna we're gonna test it out. Can you swing the other one over? Oh, okay. Talk to me about that townhome. Oh, so it was only 10 years old. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah Actually, yeah. it wasn't quite 10 years old. Right. And it had a warranty on it still, the builder warranty. Yeah. Um, Don't but, worry. Leave that so, there. Don't let it swing. She's, she's facing. <laughs> okay. She lets go of the microphone, and it swings in the opposite direction. Don't worry about that. Just talk okay. to me. Okay. Okay. So when I showed the home, the seller had a table in the kitchen yeah. that kind of hid the crack <laughs> but honestly though Stephen, so i wasn't at the home during the inspection yeah my buyer was out of state yeah and Stephen called and he goes hey you might <laughs> you might want to get over here i was like no i don't want to hear that but it yeah. had gosh three or four cracks in the slab yeah well you had told me um 
there was a, a crack in the front porch slab, but yes. the owner said there was n- no issue. It hadn't that gotten they bigger. They had had the builder look at it and yeah. that it was just normal it, it was yeah. fine yeah it, it was yeah, fine. normal normal yeah, but as right. soon as i pulled up and walked up to it i was like this is not normal okay <laughs> this yeah. size crack shouldn't be right. be here yeah. and so uh yeah i mean when i was walking on the carpet i could feel the the concrete lifted yeah so oh, i knew man. we had it I knew we had and it was on a slab foundation it was on the slab yeah. foundation and, and it was crack. a town home town so you can imagine so I started going around to the neighbors and knocking on the door <laughs> to say, hey, your warranty's getting ready to expire. Wow. So, you know, you need to hurry up and do something about it. Yeah, I think it, the issue was they didn't pour proper footing because I have a like a 14-inch screwdriver, and, and if you probe the soil, you know, around the foundation, you should be able to feel it. So the, the foundation should extend 12 inches below the soil, right. of the, the frost level. Right. Um, and I couldn't feel my screwdriver was going all the way through, so I knew they didn't have the proper footing there based on being able to probe it in my screwdriver. I'm just guessing on dollars. You know, this is thousands of dollars chasing millions of dollars worth of damage, potentially. Yeah, I think the total ended up being about 18,000. 18,000. And between the the warranty and the seller given some, it was taken care of. I'm just thinking, I'm only thinking of like the entire property. They must have right. goofed it oh, up. Okay. Yeah, yeah the entire homes. community. Yeah. If they were all done the same way, then yes, you're on. You're yeah. talking about millions of yeah. dollars. All right, all right. we're so. talking real estate with Tanya Wicker Hunt and Julie Wicker Crisco of Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker Howard Perry in Walston, Stephen Pate of Pate Home Inspections, and Doug Anderson of Town Bank. I said Town Mortgage is Town it's Bank. One in the same. We, one we, in we the go same. by both. Yes. All right, and we, you got a question about. Real estate, here is the opportunity. 919-860-9783 is our number on making your home great. (music) FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. I got it. I got to prime the pump. If you would like a $25 gift certificate to Cape Fear Seafood Company, call right now. 919-860-9783. Nothing like fish on a Friday. Now, I can't get to the coupon right away, but we'll give it away now. 919-860-9783. Got to have a question for the guests. And in studio, Tanya Wicker Hunt and Julie Wicker Crisco of Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker Howard Perry in Walston. Stephen Pate of Pate Home Inspections and Doug Anderson of town bank and and we are talking real estate and you're welcome to jump in good news is bad news uh steven or uh, doug it just seems like okay there's a good jobs report and then everybody says yeah but on the other hand that means that so does it really mean that interest rates are going to go up in the next couple of months yeah, unfortunately, it, it looks like the Fed's going to have to keep turning up the dial or turning down the dial, whatever you refer it to. But yeah. the the interest rate market is being used as a tool to c- help reduce inflation. Right. Um, the fact that people are still hiring and still getting jobs is, um, I guess, counterintuitively, it's bad for that uh, that the the market and the Fed is going to continue to put the pressure on the interest rate market, make things more expensive for us until you know inflationary pressure kicks 
you know, s- slows down and things become more reasonable. All right. I've got Sue in Holly Springs. Who's hungry? How you doing, Sue? <laughs> Good. Speak right up and ask us a question. We've got Doug Anderson from Town Bank, Stephen Pate of Pate Home Inspections, Tanya Wicker-Hunt and Julie Wicker-Crisco of Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker, Howard Perry in Walston. Oh, that's mouthful. Yeah. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so my question is, um, I live in a relatively um, uh, area where there's a good demand. Yeah. And uh, I would like to downsize into a smaller home, uh, maybe right. a ranch type. And I have not been able to find uh, a house uh, that would work for me. And um, so I'm hesitant to put my house on the market and sell it. I, I think I would have no problem selling it because of the area it's in and the condition of the home. And I thought about, well, I could rent for a while, but I don't want to be stuck renting forever. So I want to kind of figure out what what are my options. Hmm. What do you think, Tanya? Sue, do you have an agent you're working with? No. Okay. Um, that's great. We would love to help <laughs> you. Um, so do you need to sell before you buy? Can you qualify um, to buy a new home before you sell your current home? I probably can because my home is paid for. Um, so I guess it would depend on, you know, what I was getting into kind of thing. Right. Okay. All right. Um, and you want to stay in the Holly Springs area? Um, I like Apex Carry also. In fact, I, I kind of like to move that way because um, as I age, I have more medical needs around and that's where my doctors are. Okay. All right. Um, well, there's different options out there. So we would love to talk to you more um, offline about how we can help you and look for, and, you know, kind of get more details of exactly what you're looking for, your price point, the size, um, ranches. There's, you know, some 55 and older community, active adult communities um, uh-huh. in Cary and Apex area, or if you just... If you don't want to be in one of those specific communities, there's um, definitely ranches, um, ranch-type homes, you know, smaller, where you're, you're, do you have a large home now? How big is your home now? Um, my home isn't that large. It's about 2,500 square feet, but I don't want to go into a townhouse or where, I like working, working in my yard, so I'd like a, some area to be able to do some stuff in in the yard okay so you want a detached home still is uh, your yeah kind of unless it were a situation where um you know you could do something uh, you have a large enough area you could do something but i haven't seen a lot of those in, in your yard you know right you have also that they allow it that's the other thing okay but you don't recommend um selling and renting or you know, until I find something or. Well, that's up to you. I mean, every client is different. If you can, Uh if you can buy before you sell, um, and that would be talking to a lender um, just to make sure, or if you have cash, you say you don't have a mortgage on your current home. um, So there's a couple of options there. Um, If you're able, 
if you're able to qualify to <clears throat> to buy before you sell. Otherwise, um, there's a couple of other programs you could do. So you're only moving once. If you're open to oh, renting, right. um, selling and then renting and then finding something, that's another option. So it, it really, we can talk about everything. And it, it oh. really, you know, I have clients that depends on what your situation is, what they decide to do. All right, Sue, I'm going to put you on hold just to make sure that we get your details. Uh, we're on with Tanya Wicker Hunt and Julie Wicker Crisco of Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker Howard Perry in Walston. Also, Stephen Pate of Pate Home Inspections and Doug Anderson of Town Bank. We're doing a whole uh, hour. We've got another half hour coming up of making your home great and more fish. Well, more food from Cape Fear Seafood Company. Let me just tell you, if you go there, get a cup of the chowder, even if you don't like chowder. They're they're awesome. But we'll tell you more about them in just a little bit. The radio program continues. Here is our number, 919-860-9783. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. It's a real estate hour. Well, half hour left. Our number is 919-860-9783. Tanya Wicker Hunt and Julie Wicker Crisco of Wicker Squared are here. Uh, Wicker Squared, of course, with Colwell Banker Howard Perry and Walston. Uh, Stephen Pate of Pate Home Inspections and Doug Anderson of Town Bank. We've been, we're chomping at the bit. I could tell you wanted to jump in on Sue's phone call. We just didn't have time. Is there something? There are a lot of people like Sue. They own their house in a place like Holly Springs or Fuquay Arena where it's, where it's hot properties. And they just want to move somewhere. And can she qualify even without selling that house? I mean, typically the answer is it depends, um, but she sounded like she would qualify. Yeah. Um, not having a lot of debt is always a good thing when you're trying to get a home loan. Right. Uh, we assume that she has an income, even a fixed income helps you qualify. Right. Um, the biggest hangup a lot of people have who own a home is that all the money, all their cash is tied up in that equity. You know, it's, it's artificial or, you know, it, it can't be capitalized until they actually sell the home. Yeah. So we've arranged some programs that allow us to tap into that equity uh, to give them the missing piece, which is typically the down payment. Right. Um, so not knowing Sue's situation completely, but sure. if her only issue is sh- I'm short of cash, all my cash is in my my beautiful home, Yes. then we would put some sort of bridge financing or equity uh, financing in place for her to give her the blank checkbook to right. go and work with a realtor to make an offer. Um, getting under contract, buying that house, even closing on that house before she sells her current home yeah. is a great situation because it gives her a lot of flexibility. Right. Um, in other cases, we've seen agents come up with very unique programs where the seller sells the home mm-hmm. but stays in the home as a renter. Mm-hmm. Sue had mentioned renting. Well, why would you go somewhere else, move, yeah. pay all the expenses of a moving when you could actually sell your house and have a temporary renting situation which sure. allows you to pack your things, get ready to move into your brand new home. Right. Uh, the rent back situation has been pretty common in, in a lot of our last two years specifically because it's been such a easy market to sell and a right. hard market to buy. Right. 
I, I will tell you that I did the move out into an apartment thing. You know, we sold, moved into an apartment for a short period of time, figured it was, you know, just a couple of months. And then it just became longer and longer because we were searching for the house. And that's no fun. Moving twice is terrible. Moving once is terrible. Moving twice is just beyond. Absolutely very beyond expensive it. and obviously right? very cumbersome for right. your family. Our telephone number is 919-860-9783. I hope, Sue, you are listening and you heard that uh, good advice from Doug Anderson of Town Bank. Uh, Stephen Pate of Paid Home Inspections is here. And Julie Wicker Crisco, has got. she's going to toot your horn. She, she wants to say something about, uh, tell a story about when Stephen helped her. I'm excited about this. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a while back, probably about three years ago. Yeah. Uh, I had some buyers under contract, so we were going through the due diligence period. Yeah. And I always recommend Stephen for an inspector because he's just so thorough. And so he was in the crawl space, and he saw a two-by-four up against the wall of the crawl space. Yeah. And so he could have left that two-by-four, right? It, I mean, it could just been leaning or whatever. Yeah. But he took it as a red flag, and he pried that to. Do you remember? Oh yeah, he, yeah. It was it yeah. was silicone to the to the stem wall there. So yeah. I was like, "This is odd. This yeah. is, this shouldn't be in a crawl space." And it was a crack behind it. Well, the seller, <laughs> yeah, the seller had only been there two years, and it was a job transfer. Yeah. And she was like, "Oh my gosh, my inspector didn't find that." Yeah. So it ended up costing her about $6,500 to fix it. Right. And so, yeah, I love to toot Stephen's horn. That's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, somebody somewhere, not this seller, not this person who's been there for two years, someone before said, yeah, they're never going to check behind this two before. That's, yeah, and there's a... Uh, I mean, I can't say every inspector wouldn't look at that, but that's just kind of a, an odd thing to see in a crawl space, a, a two-to-by-four, um, you know, secured to a concrete stem wall. It's just kind of – or that a CMU be, stem wall is just a bit odd. That would be a red flag for me, even me. Yeah. Right, so her look, inspector a piece of, just let it go. piece of wood that's not supposed to be there. Yeah, huh. and it wasn't just resting on it. It was put there for a reason, so that's kind of what – what you might attention. <laughs> do so. people do, uh, is that common that that there are things wrong with the house and that people are just hiding them um yes and no i mean uh it depends on the situation there's certainly a lot of things i come across that i can i can pretty much tell right away i mean it's this isn't i harp on this a lot on, on like my facebook page and stuff like that yeah. a lot of flippers like i can pull up to the house and almost immediately tell it's a flip just yeah. based on just the way they've landscaped and the, the painting and the exterior and that kind of thing it's usually a pretty quick uh you know <laughs> is- not many homeowners especially in the market we've had spent all this extra time doing all this landscaping and yeah. freshening up the paint and yeah. you know doing all this this kind of thing so those are the ones that typically try and and hide stuff. So, I mean, they look beautiful. You walk in, you've got your new flooring and you get these, yeah. these shiny new countertops and uh, new appliances. And, but the stuff that, uh, you don't see in the crawl space or just in the electrical panel or in the attic or whatever the case is, um, uh, that's the stuff they try and hide. Now um, when you, you go through a home, you're checking everything. 
Yeah, pretty yeah. much anything that's accessible. Um, yeah. You know, so if it's an occupied home, obviously, if there's furniture in the way, I'm not moving couches out of the way. Yeah. Um, but and but pretty much anything I can get to. Um, I'm very big on trying to walk a roof if I, if it's safe. Yeah. Uh, and I can get to it. Um, you know, a lot of we're not required to do that. Um, it's beyond our SOPs, our standards of practice, but mm-hmm. it's something I feel is very important. Uh, it's something that I have found that has really helped my clients a lot. Being able to find things that uh, you couldn't see from a ground or even from a drone. Um, I do have a drone for for cases that I, if I can't get on the roof, but I prefer my yeah. number one choice is to jump on the roof and walk it. You uh, fly a drone above the house and it, it videotapes you were watching live. Yeah, watching live. Yep. Mm-hmm. It basically sends a feed to my phone and I can snap photos and I can video and then I can zoom in and stuff. Um, the only issue I, I find with the drone is like you can't. You can't feel like the texture of the roof or the granules loose. You can't feel this, the the soft decking if you happen to step on a place that's soft. I had a new construction right. home um, just maybe two weeks ago. I was walking on the back porch and I almost stepped through the roof because the uh, the roof decking wasn't properly supported. So, and this is new construction. Wait a minute, so, new construction and you you bent the the wood yeah they basically didn't have and they must have done a repair i couldn't see it you know the the vinyl ceiling on the porch was uh intact so obviously yeah. not pulling down vinyl uh ceiling but and then i was walking on the back porch and stepped on it and um the roof kind of sunk in and now the type of sheet the the decking they use is just 716 osb so it's real flimsy anyway yeah. but this was more than than typical um and then i could and i looked down on it and i had a a huge like swale basically that dropped down maybe an inch and a half yeah. In that one between those those two trusses, um, and so I wouldn't have been able to see that if I droned it or looked at it from the ground. So that kind of stuff right. um, is why I kind of prefer to prefer to do that. Tanya Wicker Hunt and Julie Wicker Crisco of Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker Howard Perry and Walston. Also, you're hearing from Stephen Pate of Pate Home Inspections and Doug Anderson of Town Bank. Tanya, I want to want to ask you about the process of just somebody walking in off the street. Hey, I want to buy a house. Okay. There is a step, you know, the, you guys just alluded to the due diligence zone or area or time. You know, what is the the normal, you know, you got to do this first and then this and then the next thing. Right. Just like when Sue called in, the first thing we like to do is ask, are you working with a real estate agent? Yeah. Because if they are working with another real estate agent, whether or not they've signed agency, if that agent has been spending time and working with them, um, I am not going to step on someone else's toes and take that person away. Yeah. There are agents out there, if they don't have a signed agency, that they may, which, you know... um, that is, I don't, it's it's just not ethical. Right. So we want to make sure they're not working with another agent, right. whether or not they're under agency. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, have you spoken to a lender? Right. You know, are you a cash buyer? Do you have the funds? Mm-hmm. Or have you spoken to a lender to see what you qualify for? Right. Especially in this market. I mean, you don't have time to look at a house. I mean, even though things are, are, the days on market are accruing a little bit you still before we take the time to take you around you got to know what you're working with um and sometimes people may think they qualify for you know five hundred thousand, and they only qualify for 450 so especially with interest rates 
changing. You know, if if they, you know, spent time seeing what they would qualify for when right. the interest rates were lower, they may not qualify for that same payment. So right. that's very important. And then we sit down to talk to them to find out what they're looking for. You know, what type of home are you looking for? Um, what kind of neighborhood? Right. What area? And set them up on a search and then take them to find some properties. And hopefully, you know, it won't take too long to find that perfect house that they're looking for. Oh, I know people have gone on, you know, 30 houses oh, yeah. with a real estate person. That's got to be a... I, well, I don't want to put myself in your shoes, but I mean, gosh, every buyer is different. Yeah, but but you do. I mean, you know, sometimes you show the yeah. same person fifty homes and they don't make a decision. Sometimes wow. they find the right home in the first two or three. Right. You know. Right. So. What's that? I was just going to say that I would say too. Sometimes. Buyers get offended when we ask about, you know, have you been pre-approved? Have yeah. you spoken to a lender? They kind of just shut down. But, you know, we ask to protect our time because it is our business. Right. You know, but more so to keep them from seeing a house and maybe they fall in love with it. Right. And then they find out, you know, it's not their budget. Right. So, yeah, so that's another reason that so So Doug Anderson of here is here from Town Bank. Does it make sense for me to just walk in and talk to you first and say, yeah, I want to get, yeah, I want to see what I can buy? We would prefer that. I mean, it's, it's a preparatory process. You want to be prepared. Um, You know, I have a conversation about eligibility and credit, but my most important subject is the budget. Right. And with the internet being so vast and broad and, you know, very confusing in some Mm -hmm. cases, I can't tell you how many times I've had clients, you know, surprised by the payment, how different it really is. Right. Because they're looking at the wrong data or the wrong information. Right. In fact, I'll, I'll test a lot of my customers when they say, I'm looking for a $400,000 house. I want to finance 300000 yeah. I say, well, do you know how much that costs per month? And if they say $2,000, $2,100, I'm yes. like, congratulations, you've done your homework. You know your budget. So- <laughs> And if they say nine hundred dollars, I'm like, okay, no, <laughs> we gotta. You're you're about fifty percent off on that payment, and we need to reset the the gauge and what you're looking at. Just in preparation of doing this show, I went to a number of you know, real estate sort of websitey things, mm-hmm. and there's a widget on the side, you know, with a little slider that says, "All right, uh, you know, thirty year fixed. Uh, how much how much money you, you borrowing?" You know, and it told me my payment. Are those things working? Are they correct? Sometimes. Sometimes. Um, it, you know, let me ask you the question. Was sure. it Was it accurate? No, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't. I was scared to punch <laughs> in my numbers. I, you know, well, my numbers are too sad. Some of them are very accurate. <laughs> um, the, the MLS, which is a multiple listing service, which yeah. is what realtors, the data entry for, for real estate, um, there is homeowners association dues, there's taxes. So that's the big numbers that that, that can be very, very accurate or very inaccurate, uh, depending on how it was entered. But if it's a website that goes off of that data, then at least the taxes and insurance and HOA dues is going to be accurate. Mm -hmm. Um, If the website lets you um, select an artificial rate that doesn't really exist, then you're going to get a really wrong answer. Um, 
interest rates have been so dynamic. So, I mean, literally every day changing sometimes almost half a point in rate, right? which is massive. Um, you're, that, that payment could be way off. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Tanya Wicker Hunt and Julie Wicker Crisco of Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker, Howard Perry and Walston in studio, along with Doug Anderson of Town Bank and Stephen Pate of Pate Home Inspections. Our telephone number is 919-860-9783. I've got a meal for you. A $25 gift certificate for Cape Fear Seafood Company. They've got a couple locations. Now, the coupon I think that we have is for the Spring Forest location. There's also one in the Village District. Check the coupon before you go. Cape Fear Seafood Company with the freshest possible ingredients. They specialize in regional American seafood, signature dishes, hand-cut fish, steaks, chicken, and incredible desserts. Ask about the chowder. Cape Fear Seafood, actually it's just chowder since it's the, you know, North Carolina version, not not uh, not the other kind. It's the white chowder. Uh, CapeFearSeafood.com. Call me now, get on the radio, and you will win the $25 gift certificate. 919-860-9783. The Real Estate Hour on Making Your Home Great. Making Your Home Great. FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. In the middle of a chowder discussion uh, off air, Tanya Wicker Hunt and Julie Wicker Crisco of Wicker Square to Colwell Banker Howard Perry in Walston should have started the show just by mentioning uh, you're called Wicker Squared because as cousins, you had the same maiden name and you've known each other forever. And what else am I missing from the story? We've known each other and been friends forever too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So and cousins, and Dis- cousins, yeah. distant cousins, yeah. distant cousins, distant cousins. I think like fifth or sixth. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought it was closer. I thought yeah. it was closer. And it, the the company, the group, is Wicker Squared, at Colwell Banker, Howard Perry and Walston. And if people want to get in touch with the two of you, how do we do that? You can go to wickersquared.com. Wickersquared.com. It's funny. I'm on a I'm on a version of the website, wickersquared.hpw. I'll bet you that's Howard Perry and Walston. Yes. Dot com. Yeah. A very, very nice website. Very clean look. Uh, everybody you. working for Wicker Squared looks very, very professional. It's not just the two of you. Right, my daughter's in there too. Your daughter's in the mm-hmm. in the. In she's the our. She does admin work for us. Yeah, yeah. She's working on getting her license. And why should we go to you? Toot your own horn. Why should we go to the two of you? Well, we go above and beyond. Yeah. I spent all day yesterday with some buyers from Iowa, and um, I had talked to them, and we had done some um, zooming. Yeah. And then they sent a text, and they're like. You know, I'm not good at toot my own horn, but, yeah, do you it. know, but they were like, you are a rock star. You know, you just went above and beyond for us. And, yes. you know, 
Um, my son, the school nurse, called while I was showing a house. She's yeah. like, you know, I think Grayson has an ear infection. And they're like, oh, if you need to go. I'm like, no, y'all are here from Iowa. I called my husband. I said, <laughs> you're going to have to go get him. You know, so we do. And like Tanya said before, we're with the great company, right. Coldwell Banker, Howard Perry and Walston. Yeah. And, um, yeah, an agent relationship. Just the whole nine. Could I interject out, and tell you, just one quick thing? Please do. She uh, hand cut somebody's grass because the grass wasn't cut for a, a listing appointment. They were going to take photos. Yeah. And, and you and a friend or another agent like yeah. went around and hand picked Mary people's Alice. Wait a minute. grass yeah. because their the lawnmower broke or something crazy right. like this that. This is Stephen Paid yeah. to yeah. home inspections. Yeah. They hand cut the grass? <laughs> yes. What do you mean by that? Well, I guess they were, you were using a weed whacker or a mower well, and it didn't work. I was using a weed whacker that they had on the front porch Yes. and was doing that. Mary yeah. Alice Summers was with me. She's a friend of mine, fellow agent. Yeah. And, um, and then the weed whacker, the string kept running out, and then the battery died, and it was time for pictures. And so we were both in the backyard literally just picking out the weeds and just trying to Cut the grass. I think She's you guys like, had high heels on, right? Scissors. High heels? They were, yeah. 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 They had high heels and they had those big, big clippers. Yeah. The big hedge clippers. I mean, I've yeah. spent just, six hours in a yard before uh, for a listing. Wow. I had to call my nephew and I'm like, I have a huge pile of brush. I need you wow. to come pick up. And, you know, so we, it, we go above and beyond. And people sometimes do sell. And, you know, when they're getting out, they're getting out. And their attitude is, this house is gone, but you've got to make sure that it's proper for the next people. Oh, yes. Yeah. Definitely. I've oh. helped Tanya before I got my license. I went with her and helped her. Um, remember that time we went to that house and we were cleaning it and getting it ready. Good heavens. So, yeah. All right. Stephen Pate of Pate Home Inspections. Stephen, how do we get in touch with you? Uh, you can reach out to me. Um, my phone is 919-675-4095, my website as well. I do have all my pricing and all of my services on my website, which is just pateinspections.com, and it's P-A-I-T. P-A-I-T. Yes. Inspections.com. Feed me that number again. Yeah, it's 919-675-4095. Very good. And Doug Anderson of Town Bank or Town Mortgage, same thing. Mm-hmm. is what I've learned. How do we get in th- contact with you? Well, you, you can Google me. Uh, just do Doug Anderson Town with the with an E on it. Um, yeah. You'll get me uh, right in the Google search engine. My cell phone, which works seven days a week. Um, I take calls. I'm in my banker, but I do work Saturdays and Sundays. You're so. kidding. Yes, he does. He has written a pre-approval for a client of mine at 11 p.m. before. <laughs> Love Doug. Love him. I don't recommend that, but yeah, it does. <laughs> we get we get lending emergencies. Um, yes. Phone number is nine one nine five two zero two zero zero five. That's my cell phone. Tell me that number again. Nine one nine. Yep. Five two zero five two I write it down because if I can write it, then other people can write it. Absolutely. All right. Um, vocabulary time. Contingent. Contingent purposes or purchases. Are people still doing that? Can you say, you know, yes, uh, I'm going to buy this house, but only if I sell my old house? Well, I mean, there may be a couple out there right now, but you're still not really seeing that 
you know, if you're talking to someone who their home has been on the market a little bit, yeah, then possibly that seller may consider that. But for the most part, you need to be able to sell with to buy without being contingent because right. it's the rare cases that are allowing it. All right. That's Tanya Wicker Hunt. Also uh, sitting next to Julie Wicker Crisco of Wicker Squared at Cowell Banker Howard Perry in Walston. You mentioned something just a moment ago. And again, it was vocabulary time. I got about a minute here. The days on market are accruing. What, what for, for goodness sakes, what does that mean? That the days on market are accruing? Well, for, you know, almost two years, everything would go under contract either during coming soon or in the first couple of days. So right. now you're seeing homes, days on market tick up. But it's not a long time, is it? It's still a short period of time that houses are on the market. Some, some are, you know, we're seeing some that are more than three months. Wow. You know, um, some a little bit longer. It all depends on location, price, condition. Thank you all and very much. And the sellers that price too high to start with. Right. So you need to be priced competitively. All right. Talk to Tanya Wicker Hunter, Julie Wicker Crisco at Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker, Howard Perry and Walston. I got time for one of your telephone numbers. My number is 919-368-3996. And Julie? 919-270-9608. And this is Making Your Home Great in our special real estate hour. Thanks for listening. The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is making your home great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Making your home great. Starting next week, going to be a two-hour show here on the radio station. Uh, Brock Emmons of Triangle uh, Radiant Barrier in studio. I'm here. Yeah, I'm glad. We're all here. You're I'm back. I, Good yeah, to see you. I'm back. Holly Bowers from RoofWorks. Hello. Hello. It's going to be a, a full hour talking about the storm, maybe. Mm. I mean, we had a hurricane roll, roll through, but this was, you know, it was just, it was a big storm. Yeah, you know, the wind was probably not what we're used to in some of the hurricanes that come through here but we got a god we got a lot of rain we had a lot of rain over in garner what about you guys yeah same thing trees down wind damage that's really pretty much what we've been taking care of and holly when when there's wind damage there are people who even in minor storms lose roof shingles oh yeah there's roof well, damage yeah and if and a lot of times it's like i always go back to the workmanship is if the shingles aren't put on right and you right. get heavy winds like that you're going to have a whole bunch that blow off this was not bad enough so that the out of time out of town fellas are going to be going door to door in north carolina <laughs> no they're yeah, still here <laughs> you they think st- they still show up you think there's a here? few of them not not maybe not all of them but yeah there's still a few why should i fear the knock on the door from the guys who say, oh, yeah, we just happened to see your roof. Well, and it's, uh, you know, it needs some work. 
Yeah, I mean, they're traveling. I think a lot of them probably went down to Florida to help with the storms. But that's they're, right. they're just not local, and that's that's the issue is you really, really, really just need to go with the local company that's here to stay for the long haul. It's going to make sure they can back it up. If there's issues, they're going to be around. Yeah. A whole, a whole lot of reasons. Tell me, tell me about RoofWorks. How long have you guys been around? So since 2006, we've yeah. been there. Ooh, we're climbing up. I know. Like Twenty years here in a few and years. And Pretty awesome. You're interested in doing small repairs. Yeah, I mean, service and maintenance is huge. Everybody needs it. It's a lot of hard work, but it's very, very necessary. Just for things like that. If you've got two shingles that blew off from the storm, we're going to go out there and we're going to make sure you're taken care of. And if you got a really tall house and you can't really see all the shingles on yeah. your roof i mean there's sections and corners and hips and valleys that you might not be able to see from the ground still not a bad idea to have somebody get up there and take a look uh they might not find roof damage but they might find that some of your chimney flashing is damaged or the your chimney cap needs to be replaced or you're going to start getting leaks coming down the chimney there's a bunch of different variables and that's the weak spot on my roof right the, the where the, the chimney caps are well i mean the weak spots are just the areas that have deteriorated yeah. or they weren't done properly i mean it could be any part of the roof just depending on what the issue is every situation is different and unique all right brock what about you are you are people calling you up about water yeah a lot yeah. of a lot of flooded crawl spaces in the last week or two yeah um you know, it, it, it just comes down to proper drainage. And in most cases, um, having good gutters, being able to have extenders on the gutters to carry the water away from the property, uh, try to relocate it before it pulls in the crawl space, or coming up with solutions to, you know, remediate it from the crawl space after it's gotten in there. There's right. a bunch of different ways to go about it. But, yeah, we fielded a lot of phone calls in the last week or so with concerned former customers, upcoming customers. Right. Uh, water is is difficult to get a hold of so and it can be a very expensive problem to have so you want to make sure to try to try to get that remediated before it causes any damage i was impressed when i bought a house that had you know that that drainage the the big black tubes of you know drainage mm -hmm. and they dug out underneath the yard oh, the underground right the underground yes. and they went right to oh, it's a, to me that's a million dollars oh yeah especially <laughs> if you have like a lot of landscape areas around right. the front and you want to get that water away so it's not washing the mulch out every single time it rains right you can put pop-ups in there's all sorts of cool things that you can do but that's that's really important and keeps it keeps it always keeps it away from the house because one of my houses all it had was the downspout to this little piece of cement right that takes it out what 18 inches right yep. is that is that <laughs> enough that's 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 a very common thing to use when you have a foundation right when when you're using a crawl space um no those are not overly efficient because uh, you're still dumping the water close enough to the foundation wall it can go down into the ground, come up under the backside of the foundation wall, and, and uh, come up in the crawl space is groundwater. Yeah, okay. And now I'm going to take the devil's advocate here. So what? So what? Yeah, I mean, What kind know. of issues can it cause? So, you know, the, the reason everybody seals their crawl space is to get a hold on relative humidity, right? Right. Because relative humidity causes mold. Yeah. Well, standing bulk water 
is producing an enormous amount of humidity. Sure. So it, the more water you have under the house, it might not cause you any issues on storm one, but by storm 34, yeah. you, you're going to have a lot of growth underneath the house. You're going to start getting funny smells coming through the house and, and wondering, what is that? Where, you know, where is this coming from? It's, most of the time it's coming from underneath. My old house, the previous owner, put in these fans. I, I don't I guess he noticed that there was a water problem underneath the house, mm-hmm. and he mounted fans. Well, I'll tell you what: when you mount electrical fans to the floor joists, right? You <laughs> little, <laughs> little bit of vibration. Yeah, the whole house, the whole house shook. All right, you, should should we all have that should underneath you, our house? Uh, Something to move air. Move air. So, yeah. I mean, theoretically, your 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 crawl space is ventilated for air movement. Yes. Right? Well, when you encapsulate a crawl space, that's the reason there's a code to then condition it. You have to do that with either HVAC or a dehumidifier. Yeah. Both of those are moving air. That's really the, you know, the solution to most of the time you're having high relative humidity issues. It has to do with air movement. Okay. All right. So the telephone number on this radio show is 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. We're going to give the food early and often here. A $25 gift certificate could be yours to Cape Fear Seafood Company. Uh, ask about the chowder. You, you did eat there. That's right. You had the clam chowder. And, and I snacked a little bit on my wife's dinner, which was a... Again, a fish fish dinner. Um, good food at the Cape Fear Seafood Company. Now, I think that we're giving a coupon for the Spring Forest location. I want to say hi to the folks at the Village District location. They're so good. They're just so nice. Um, and, and the food was great. So if you want to uh, enjoy a, a gift certificate from them, call us up right now, 919 919- Eight six zero nine seven eight three. Big show last night. We went from six until seven. Uh, we had the, 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 you know, the making your home great is now two hours, but we split it up because of the football. Uh huh. So last night we did the real estate hour. Uh, Tanya Wicker Hunt and Julie Wicker Crisco uh, from Wicker Square to Colwell Banker Howard Perry and Walston, and Stephen Pate from Pate Home Inspections. And Doug Anderson from Town Bank Mortgage. You can catch it on uh, the WPTF uh, website on the podcast version, the recorded version of the show. But, you know, we've got the phone ringing off the hook. We'll pick it up in just a moment. This is Making Your Home Great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. This it's making your home great. Holly Bowers from Roofworks is here. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier also. And Nancy in Raleigh. Hi, Nancy. How you doing? Doing great. How are you? Good. What's going on? Uh, I have a question about crawl space encapsulation. Yes. Uh, when you have your termite or pest control people come and go under the house in the crawl space, to look for the signs of termite activity. Um, my understanding is one of the telltale 
signs of termite infestation would be those tubes that they make uh, as they work their way up your foundation. If you have your crawl space encapsulated, would any of that hide the signs of a termite infestation and keep your termite pest control people from being able to see what's going on? What Mm -hmm. an excellent question. Yeah. The answer to your question is, depending on the material you use on the walls, it can hide that or it can help to prevent it from happening. So, for example, a spray foam or a uh, a borofoam. Now, if you spray foam a wall, they're not going to tunnel up through the spray foam. If you put a foam board on the wall, if it's a generic foam board that you can get down at Home Depot or Lowe's, That's really not going to prevent anything. They can tunnel up the wall between the foam board and the cement, okay? Mm. Now, the foam board that we use, for example, is called Borafoam. It is a borate-treated foam board, so it actually has termite treatment in the foam board to eliminate that very thing. Okay. So it's, it's a difficult thing to answer. Depending on the company you go with and depending on the product they use, that can eliminate the problem or potentially hide the problem. Okay. All right. Good question. That's that helpful the, for me to know. It, it is true, though, that moisture and, and termites go together. That is correct. Mm-hmm. That, that you're remediating a problem that if you're – if you're treating the the system, if you're conditioning, in other words, mm-hmm. underneath the house, you're probably not going to get termites. Yeah, most of the termite companies, what they do is they use a moisture reader. Yeah. So they get down in the crawl space, they plunge it into the wood, and they can tell you the moisture content of the wood. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's no relative humidity in the crawl space, right. then that wood is bone dry. Okay, yeah. that, that uh, moisture reader doesn't even read. It shows up as a zero. Right. So if you can keep the humidity in the crawl space below 65, that is also going to eliminate the moisture issue, which does draw them in. I right. mean, that's something they're looking for. Right. Okay. okay I, I believe I'd like to go the extra mile with the borate-treated material. <laughs> Many customers say the same thing. That's one of our premium products, and I've yet to have a customer that has not been happy with it. All right. Well, Nancy, hold on. I'm going to congratulate you. You've got a $25 gift certificate to Cape Fear Seafood Company with two locations in Raleigh. This coupon is for Spring Forest. They're also in the Village District. Cape Fear Seafood Company with the freshest possible ingredients regional american seafood signature dishes hand cut fish steaks chicken and incredible desserts go to capefearseafood.com and nancy will send that coupon out to you okay thank Thank you you very much all right take care brad in raleigh welcome to the program you're on with holly bowers of RoofWorks and brock emmons of triangle radiant barrier Hey, Brad, how you doing? I'm doing great. Happy weekend, everybody. Good. Happy weekend to you, too. What's up? Hey, so it's right in a vein that's not going to be too much of a stress for you because it's the same uh, same general venue as the last question about uh, I've got a somewhat encapsulated crawl space, but I, I installed the, uh, the fans, one on each opposing corner of my crawl space, but I kind of shimmed it out with felt. So I don't feel the vibration that yeah. you're talking about. I, maybe I've 
have yet to have the problem. But no, you did it wrong, Brad. You're supposed to <laughs> you're supposed to mount fans that are of the highest quality, including those that used to be on school buses in yeah. the 60s. Remember the ones that... Oh, yeah, the rickety... Uh, the, yeah, those are a the, rust bucket. Like that. The fan would rattle against the cage. Sounds like they, you probably installed them properly. Okay. Um, and, you know... Look, I, I tell every customer this, even if you don't have us do your crawl space, you want to get onto Amazon, you can order one of these for about 20 bucks. Yeah. They ship to your door. Okay. You want to look something up called a GoV, G-O-V-E-E, GoV thermohygrometer sensor. They're about $20 on Amazon. Yeah. Now, you download an app. Okay. It's a free app. You put the sensor in the crawl space, and you can monitor temperature and relative humidity from your phone. It tracks the data up to a calendar year and builds oh. a line graph. Oh, yeah. You can also set it up to send you emergency alerts. If the humidity gets over 70, send me a text message, please, so I know yeah. there's a problem. Yeah. Those things are worth their weight in gold. Can Ooh. I hook it up to the fan? <laughs> I mean, you could. <laughs> would you automatically kick on? I think that would be yeah, the best, go best system. GoV, G-O-V-E-E, thermohygrometer. All right, Brad, I... I'm tempted to give you some food. Yeah, second, well, second part of the question, if I could, please. Yes. Because I know you mentioned it before, like the relative humidity needs to be below 65. Yeah. And um, I only am curious about that. I keep my, my dehumidifier set about 50, 55. That's right. good. It comes on right. you know, sporadically, but is there any relationship with um, the humidity in there and mice or any other pests that I would, that I, I have a, a termite service, but I, yeah, I still have mice every now and then, especially when the temperatures change. Does that that humidity change anything for mice or anything, anything else I should be? No, not not really for mice uh, or, you know, now snakes and, and um, frogs and yeah. lizards. You know, yeah. the wetter the environment down there, the more of those we run into. The drier the environment, we don't run into those. But when it comes to mice... They're looking for food, whether it's wet or dry or, yeah. you know, cold or warm. They're going to go in there and try to find something to eat. Um, okay. Now, you're good with where you have your thermos. Uh, I'm sorry, the dehumidifier set. They say the sweet spot is 45 to 65. So we set all our dehues okay. at 55. And you want it to send you an alert if it ever goes over 70. Because at 73, you're going to reach dew point. So everything down there is going to start sweating, okay. your ducts, your pipes, everything. And now we have water. With water, higher humidity. With higher humidity, mold. Now, uh, the reason that sensors... A disservice... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, well, that DHU should be plugged into a 110 trip outlet, a GFI, is it? It is. Okay, so it that's is. another reason to get that sensor. Because if you can set that emergency okay. alert to send you an alert if the humidity ever gets to 70, <laughs> it should never get to 70 down there unless that dehumidifier has been tripped. So if you get a text okay. message, that tells you, uh-oh, my dehu is tripped. You crawl over to the outlet, trip it back on, humidity starts coming back down. That makes sense. Those sensors are brilliant. We put them in every crawl space we do. All right, Brad, we got to feed you. This is my last question. Yeah, yeah. Is it a roofing question? Is it a, Holly Bowers of Roofworks wants to know? Is it a roofing question? Oh, it's going to be such an easy call for her. It's not. It's not a roofing question. I just wonder: Do I ever need to clean that dehumidifier? You need to clean the dehumidifier. Well, depending on the brand, you need to clean or replace the filter. Yeah, and that needs to be done twice a year. 
Holly, I, I respect your industry. I don't have a question for you, though. <laughs> All right. In spite of that. Thank you, sir. In spite of that, Brad, we will give you a $25 gift certificate to Cape Fear Seafood Company with two locations in Raleigh at Spring Forest and the Village District. We're giving out coupons occasionally to the Village and occasionally to Spring Forest. So check your coupon before you go. Cape Fear Seafood Company using the freshest uh, possible ingredients, the regional American seafood signature dishes, hand-cut fish, excellent chowder, steaks, chicken, and incredible desserts, and a late-night menu, capefearseafood.com. Brad, what, thanks. What's on the late-night menu? Um, hummus. Hummus. There's <laughs> No, I, I really, honestly, I went online and looked at the late-night menu, and it's it's mostly a snacky kind of thing, uh, but I think hummus they Hummus and open, chips and, you know. It's a it's a snack thing. All right. It's a you know it's a late night. I've had a good time, and I don't want to say goodbye to my friends. Menu. So Holly, this week I found a roof leak at a customer's house in the crawl space. Oh, interesting. Wait, wait, wait a minute. That's right. You found a house leak, is what you found. I found no. We had to we tracked it. So we're we pull out all the insulation, right? Yeah. And as we pull the insulation out of the crawl space, we notice there's a large section of the subfloor that's rotted out. Yeah. Well, there was a roof leak, and oh, the leak was going from pipe. the roof down a retaining wall all the way through two floors. Wow. And rotting out the subfloor on the first floor. Was it coming from the, like, the PVC pipe? It, no, it was coming. It was an actual roof. Water was going to a roof support and then going down the roof support, down an interior wall, all the wow. way past two floors. You see, you don't see that very often. Uh, that's the first time I've ever yeah. seen that because we thought it was a plumbing leak. We started pulling stuff apart. Sure, sure. And there was yeah. no plumbing in that area, and I was like, no, this can't be right. All right. Well, yeah. we got we to gotta wow. take a break. There's news coming up. This is... Making your home great. We are now a two-hour show. We'll tell you more about that coming up next. It's funny because this is the music that I wake up to in the morning. <laughs> this is <laughs> on the alarm I clock. I set my phone so to play this. This is making your home great. Holly Bowers from Roofworks is in studio. Brock Hemmons from Triangle Radiant Barrier and Dave Alexander. And by the way, I don't have an extra coupon for um, Cape Fear Seafood Company, but I'll give away another one. <laughs> you know what I mean? On the, on the theory, we're expanding to two hours, so apparently we're a hit show. What are they going to do to me? What mm. could they do? What could they possibly yeah, do? What could they possibly do? So let's do this. Telephone number 919-860-9783. It's got to be a roofing question for Holly Bowers from Roofworks. Uh, just call up. Holly, how do you, how do we locate a roof leak? I know that I don't. But, you know, obviously when the, the water comes through the ceiling of the living room, there's a roof leak problem. <laughs> probably yeah probably. And that's what we were talking about brock's issue yeah. i mean you have to get inside and do a really good thorough investigation and you have to have really good leak chasers 
because leaks, you can't detect a leak without getting inside. It just doesn't work like that. You go, if you get on the roof and you're like, hey, I think this is what it is, you better be 100% sure before you do your final assessment. I, I had yeah. a homeowner with a roof leak. They couldn't find it. I sent RoofWorks out there. Yeah. Okay. Now, I, didn't, I wasn't there when RoofWorks was there, but that homeowner called me afterwards and she said they found it and they were able to fix it. And I said, oh, that's great news. She said, you want to know what they did? Yeah. One guy got in my attic and the other one got up there with a garden hose <laughs> and watered my roof until Water they sets. found the leak. And I'm oh, like, yeah. perfect. It's exactly how you do it. It's hard to find a leak when it's sunny outside. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah and you, you don't want to be on the roof when it's no. raining. Also um, not fun. Um, so is that the industry term, leak chasers? <laughs> I mean, our guys are, they're just great. I call, I mean, they, you got the guys that put new roofs on and then you've right. got a re repair team. Repair team is excellent. I mean, it takes a lot of skill and you really have to know what you're doing to find those leaks. And it's basically understanding how things are put together to take them apart. And that's what makes those guys so awesome. And a leak on the east side of the house could easily be a problem on the west side of the roof oh yeah i mean with flat roofs especially with pitch roofs pitch roofs are quite a bit easier to detect leaks just because of the way the pitch is but sure. when you get to a flat roof basically water is going to come in any penetration that you have any kind of opening that you have so you could yeah. have a leak on the far left side of a flat roof especially that is coming in on the far right side just because that's the open hole that that water is getting into to right. come inside and you really have to know and do thorough, thorough investigation. And, you know, flat roofs, it's not just about the, the TPO. I mean, if that's the material that you go with, that's my personal favorite for a TPO. TPO, TPO. is what? It's a material. It's like a rubber membrane that you have to use heat guns to fuse the seams together. It works yeah. really well. works yeah. really well. But it's not just that material. And a lot of these flat roofs that I used to run into, they're you know, the uh, the exterior walls of the roof, a lot of the time there's uh, flashing up on top. Termination. Termination, right? right. So okay. you, you also want to get that replaced. I've yeah. seen roofs where they did the TPO, they didn't replace the, uh, the flat, or I'm sorry. The, term the a termination bar. Termination bar, and that's where the leaks started coming in. Yeah, and there's a lot more maintenance in flat roofs because you do have those open seams, and right. so you're gonna you're gonna technically have more maintenance when it comes to flat roof replacements because you also have water sitting on those flat roofs where on pitch roofs the water can shed, so right. it doesn't. Those roofs tend to last a lot longer. Let's pick up with Cindy in North Raleigh. Cindy, how are you? Hey, how are you? Good. What's going on? Uh, well, uh, we are having our roof replaced i think they're coming out next week yes and my husband wants to tell them uh well we have two dishes right now on the roof yes and he's thinking he does not want to put those dishes back on the roof he's i think he's going to mount them on a pole yeah somewhere in the yard yeah and and is that a good idea to keep another hole from going in the roof? Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you can, anytime you can lessen the penetrations on the roof system, absolutely take those satellite dishes off. If you can't take them off because the signal's only coming from the roof, then you need it. You ha there's a satellite bracket specifically made to make sure that that team puts that bracket on. But if you can get it off the roof, get it off the roof and don't put it back because satellites they always cause a lot of damage. Especially because a lot of times they're installed improperly 
and not sealed, and you just don't know that until leaks pop up. I don't think I want anybody messing around on my roof, installing anything on my roof, if they're not a roofer. Yeah. I would agree with that. And even like when we do new roof replacements, we we let everybody know, because what I always recommend is if you are going to get a satellite after the fact, after the roof is on, call us. We'll come out. We'll meet the satellite team. And we'll put the satellite dish on with the bracket with yeah. the satellite company. Then they can calibrate it. Right. Yeah, you and want the roofer to mount the bracket that holds it. Then okay. the satellite guy can hook up the satellite and turn it in the right direction, make sure it's calibrated. Right. You just don't want them mounting the bracket to the roof. Right. And then that way we can ensure that it's under warranty and it was done correctly. And if there's any issues from that point, we're going to cover it and not put it on the satellite company. All right. Well, Cindy, here's the thing. I lied to you. I don't really have a uh, gift certificate to Cape Fear Seafood Company. However, I'll come up with one. I'm just kidding. I will come up with one. $25 gift certificate, yours. They've got two locations, Spring Forest and the Village District. They actually have a couple more around the area. Um, They use the freshest possible ingredients. Uh, In fact, the fish Cindy, that you're going to eat there will be caught next week. So Ooh. don't bother coming this week because um, because your certificate's going to be in the mail. Um, oh, let's see, they've so got much. they've got signature dishes, um, hand cut fish, steak, chicken, incredible desserts, and they are at CapeFearSeafood.com. Cindy, thank you. I'm putting you on hold so we can get your information. Incredible desserts always gets me. That'll pretty much get me in the door anywhere. Uh, the desserts, yeah, they, you know, we were too full for dessert. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> That's a good I can't sign. Tell you, I can't tell you because we just we just ate too much. Holly Bowers from RoofWorks is here. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier and Dave Alexander from the radio show. Making your home great. Call us up 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. Eight six zero nine seven eight three. This is making your home great. FM ninety eight five AM six eighty WPTF. We're talking roofs today. Telephone number nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier and Holly Bowers of Roofworks. Now people are spray foaming. They're they're insulating the attic using spray foam. Once you've done that, can you possibly locate a water leak? I mean, I know that in my bonus room, when I walked in and there was, you know, before it was finished off, I saw even I said, yeah, there's a water leak right there mm-hmm. because it's discolored. If I put spray foam there, what happens? Oh, well, I think Holly and I can both jump in on this one. Um, it, it depends on the type of foam. So there's um, crash course, there's open cell foam and closed cell foam. All right. Open cell is open, it's permeable. Okay. Water can actually drain through it. Yeah. So if you have a roof leak and you have open cell foam, most of the time you're able to track down the leak because you can see visible water coming through the foam insulation. 
Okay, now, sure. Open cell foam has a much uh, lower R value per inch. So if you wanted to get R30, you have to blow in 8.1 inches of foam, for example. That's a, that's a lot of foam. Closed cell foam has a much higher R value per square inch. So a lot of these foam companies are running out to customers' homes and saying, oh, let's do closed cell foam. We only have to blow in a few inches instead of eight. Yeah. Uh, the problem with closed cell is closed is closed. It's non-permeable. Right. That's the type of spray foam we do in crawl spaces to prevent moisture and water from transferring through it. So unfortunately, if a homeowner had a contractor blow in a closed cell foam, tracking water leaks and even potential moisture issues in the home are normally uh, caused by that type of foam. Okay. So you can still track it if it's the right kind of foam. If it's the wrong kind of foam, it's very difficult. Very difficult. Very difficult. And it's probably going to cause other issues. Right. And that's what I was telling him is that we had a we had a um, a home. I think I had a towel roof on it that had that closed cell, and they didn't know they had issues until it was too late. But it, it rotted out the whole entire roof deck because the roof was not installed properly from the get go, and wow. it was by the time it was caught, it was too late and. It just, it caused a tremendous amount of damage. Now, this is a true story from two days ago. Yeah. Okay. I gave a, a homeowner, they're finishing their house. Yeah. Okay. They wanted us to give them a spray foam estimate for their attic. Okay. Now, they have a very large attic. This is a big home. It ended up being about a $16,000 contract to do it with open cell foam. Mm. He sent me a text message about an hour after I emailed him the estimate. He said, well, this other guy said he can do it for... $8,400, so I'm going to go with him. Yeah. And I yeah. said, sir, that's a closed-cell foam. Be very, very careful. And he did all his research. He called me back, and he said, you're absolutely right. He was about to sell me something that could have caused a moisture issue in my house. Yeah. And I said, oh, I'm, I'm going to be up front with you. This is more expensive because it is a permeable material. This will help you know, eliminate other issues. So just keep your eyes out. Keep your ears open. Do your research. Don't right. just trust what the guy is telling you. It's this thing about getting a an estimate, but it's not a detailed estimate. You know, you don't know what you're buying. That is correct. This happens in the home repair industry a bit. Yeah, spray foam, insulate roof, eight grand. No, yeah, but, and we we also see it a lot because you can be very vague with your estimates, yeah. and then here comes change orders and all these extra additional supplements and all these other things. We. We, I, we don't like that. I like to be very upfront and honest about what you're getting and yeah. all the parts and pieces because it is very, very, very important because you don't know as a homeowner the technical side of our industry or Brock's industry. Right. And because you don't understand what all these things are and the importance of them, sometimes you're going to sign something that's going to end up not being at your best interest. And if it is vague and it's not thorough and detailed, then yeah. you better ask a lot of questions and understand what you're signing up for. Holly, how sh how long should my roof last? I mean, it's a brand new roof, but how long, you know, a newly installed roof with a fairly good quality. Who installed it? Who installed it? The builder. I don't know. Probably not long. Well, I mean, it, well, it depends <laughs> on one, it depends on the product that yeah. you used. It also depends on what kind of ventilation system you put on. If you yeah. put the proper ventilation system on and the installation, those are three major factors that are going to go into the lifespan of the roof. What? Why is that? I mean, wh why ventilation? 
because if the roof's not vented properly, then it's going to break your shingles down a heck of a lot faster than a roof that has airflow. It's going to, in other words, it's going to bake it. Mm-hmm. That's correct. It's like opening... Think about how hot a roof is with it's asphalt. I mean, it's sometimes it's 500 plus degrees up there. Right. And think about how hot your attic is. If the attic is too hot from the underside, it's just baking those shingles even more. I, I like using, uh, you know, for our grill masters out there, yeah. anybody who owns a grill, you got yeah. the, you know, the, the thermostat on the face of the, well, if the grill lid is closed and you're, you're, you're cooking at 400 degrees in there, yeah. now open the grill six inches and yeah. watch how fast that temperature drops and how quickly it goes from 400 degrees down to 200. Yeah. Ventilation is everything in an attic. You don't want to cook your roof. You don't want to cook your house. That's, I mean, right. that's your utility bill right there. And also, I mean, if you've got tree coverage and you have constant debris on your house in the valleys and all those areas that are causing trouble, that's going to break the shingle down because pine needles break shingles down. You've got to keep that stuff off the roof because right. it's not good for it. Is it just the moisture or is there a it chemical? Is. Well, think about it. If you've got all these things, all this debris covering those shingles, then it's not getting airflow. And so in turn, it's going to bring a lot of moisture, which is going to potentially rot out the plywood and everything else underneath it. Uh, I've got a uh, family members in Wilson, and it's a, it's an older neighborhood. When I say older neighborhood, I, I don't know how long the houses have been there, but the trees are huge. Mm-hmm. The pine trees are dropping debris. Now, if you drive down this one section, there's house after house after house covered where every time i see it i want to get up there with a blower <laughs> that's right and you should because should. It, it needs to get off i mean pine needles do a lot of damage you don't realize it but they do you've got to keep the roof and the gutters cleaned it's it's critical i'm going to get my ladder and my blower i'm going to start a business <laughs> i'm just going to blow stuff off their houses well you got to make sure you have the right insurance and stuff i mean it's very dangerous getting it's up hard there. hard to start a business is that what you're doing well you, you just need to know what you're doing yeah. Yeah. make sure was, you're covered when you fall off the that's roof because right. holly mentioned that she's got people who will go up on the roof and chase a leak and you you call them leak chasers uh-huh that's a great name for a business. <laughs> I'm imagining my truck with a picture of me <laughs> and a garden hose on top of a roof. Well, Knocking listen, doors after yeah, a storm. It's not, and, not. and it really is not. The, I mean, it sounds great, but you have to know what you're doing. You've got to have the right insurance, the I right should. company backing you, the right technical skills, the right safety skills, the right knowledge. I mean, this industry is a learned skill. It's not something you can get out there tomorrow and do. I mean, these guys have been doing this for years and years and years. There's even a type of shoe that you want to wear when getting on a roof. Do you know what those are called? No. Cougar paws. Yes. Cougar paws. That's right. Yeah, the sole, the bottom of the boot. You know, normally you got a rubber sole. Yeah. The bottom of the shoes, these things. I'm I'm assuming your guys use them. Yes, we do. It's foam. You ever see these big foam mats on a roof when guys are up there? That's so they can sit on it. Sure. Because it holds to asphalt like glue. It's safe. So the the soles of these Cougar Paul shoes are actual uh, sponges. Yeah. And after you, you know, put two roofs on, you pull the sponge off, you put a new one on there. But you can stand on a, on a vertical pitch. It's a 10-12, 12-12 and hold yeah. grip. Yeah. I mean, they were a great. As soon as they came out, we were so excited and we supply them for the team. They're expensive. Sure. They but are. But they're worth but it. They're worth it. I, I think it's possible, Holly, that you and Brock have talked me into 
only allowing qualified professionals. <laughs> yes. To... I can promise you if someone gets on your roof and does not have the right insurance and they fall, you are going to pay dearly for it. Right. Dearly. Because first you have to deal with the loss of someone's life. And right. secondly, right. You're, that company is not covered. So they're going to come after the homeowners. And the homeowner's insurance company. That's correct. Yeah. So I used do to your tell... homework. I used to tell the story here that, uh, you know, I I broke a knee, dislocated a knee, falling off a roof. Mm. And it was, and the joke is, you'd say, well, did it hurt? Well, I yeah, I I, I guess it wasn't my knee. <laughs> it was someone else's <laughs> knee. I landed, I landed on, on Tim. Well, the, here's fellow, <laughs> the fellow I landed on was very upset with me. Well, here's the other thing with insurance, too. I mean, you've got all types of different insurance coverage. For general contractors, there's yeah. a general contractor coverage. But for roofing, there is specifically insurance for roofing. It's a very, very, very expensive it's yeah. easy to cut corners and say that you have a policy, but you better check the policy to make sure that policy actually covers roofing because someone that cleans gutters might not necessarily have the policy that's going to cover yeah. a, a, what roofing covers. So She right. is 100% accurate. We There's have the, we those have the policies same. and all sorts of ways to get around it, but that's not going to cover you as a homeowner. You 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 absolutely need to make sure they have roofing coverage it's it's not and she's absolutely right we we have insurance in our industry for mold remediation there is a specific insurance <laughs> that is, is very expensive very yeah expensive. that we have to pay to oh, be yeah. able to remediate mold yeah so it drives me up a wall when i have customers like oh my termite company is going to come in and seal my crawl oh, space yeah. and they're going to remediate the mold well do they have mold insurance Oh, they have they have two million dollars in liability. No, that trust me. If you have to file a claim, they're going to say they are not insured to remediate mold. That is a very expensive insurance. So you're out of luck. You're well. They they'll Customers do it. Out of luck. Yeah, but if they don't do it right and you get sick, there's no one to go after. That's right. Or like with our industry, it is one of the most dangerous jobs in the world. Do right. not play around with people's lives. You cannot do that. that That's is, right. There is no way. That is not a joke. It needs to be taken seriously. Okay. Holly Bowers from RoofWorks is here. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. And Holly, there's RoofWorks will put on a skylight. We will. Yeah, we have a whole division that does skylights and sun tunnels. Very nice skylights. Yes, we can do skylight replacements or we can do brand new cut-ins. It's really the best way to put natural daylight in the house that you can ever get. And sun tunnels are great for areas that you can't cut a skylight in that like, you know, hallways, bathrooms, things sure. of that sort. And it, they're just, they're pretty awesome. How big is a sun tunnel? Well, you've got a couple different sizes. You've got the 10 inch, you've got a 14 inch, you've got a, a commercial size 20 inch sun tunnel. Really? So, yeah. We've got quite a few of them in our building and, and I, I want a few more, but it, it really, really helped us get daylight in there. And you're, you're talking about essentially a tube that brings in the it's a you know like a skylight it brings in natural light it does and that's and really the importance behind it is just to make sure that you're not adding too much tubage because the more tubage that you have to add from the roof to whichever room you're going to is gonna it's gonna dilute the light a little bit tubage so, because you've got, you have the piece that goes on the rooftop right. that lets the light in and right. it comes down a tube, right. like a rigid tube and light flows and then it caps out. It kind of looks like a um, 
flush mount light. Right. Um, the can light is what we call it. Is what it looks like from a finished product. So it's really pretty on the inside, um, but you just want to make sure that you maximize the light. And the natural light, of course, is much better than just a, you know, putting a light in there. Oh yeah, and it's really cool, especially if it, if you put one in the bathroom, you'll get moonlight in there, which is really cool for nighttime. So you don't need those night lights. I love them. I think they're perfect for a bathroom, yes. a hallway. Okay, the hallway, you know, in between the bedrooms. Sure. It's, a, it's a beautiful natural light. It's almost like a blue, kind of a, yeah. a blue light. It's it's really nice. And there's nothing to break. I mean, as long as it doesn't leak, yeah. we're not talking about something that runs out of batteries or sunlight. That's and, right. And it, just to get back with this skylight issue, because we talk about roof works and everybody says roofs. You're also going to replace or repair the soffit and fascia and the um gutters the gutters oh yeah we can do like as i said we can do the whole envelope that's what's so cool about us is we get, we actually get a lot of calls from customers that get their they've got their roof set up to be replaced by someone but they yeah. they can't do a skylight replacement and i'm like well i mean you kind of want to go with a company that can do everything because yeah. if they're doing the roof they need to be able to do the skylight and know what they're doing because that's really really important all right holly how do we get in touch with you or with Roof Works. Okay, it's 919-852-2660. 852-2660. And, of course, you're you're just beyond the uh, state fairgrounds on Hillsborough Street. That's right. Yeah, yeah, the fair's coming up. I just started thinking about that. That's true. <laughs> we'll be parking people if, on the weekends. Watch out for traffic. <laughs> yeah. All right. And Brock Emmett, Triangle Radiant Barrier number is 919-986-8808. This is making your home great.